Today, we have the best-selling author and award-winning concierge that has become an hospitality icon. The great Sarah Dandeshi has stepped into the building. Today, Sarah will talk about how to find the best position that fits you in hospitality, knowing your purpose, and how to get started in the hospitality industry. All this and more on this episode of True Hotel Leaders, where leaders teach leaders. This episode is brought to you by Hotel Guest Management. 95% of revenue managers are doing this wrong and they don't even know it. Revenue management is more than just looking at reports and setting rates. What's the point of setting a rate just to put it on an OTA website to compete with a bunch of other hotels? The purpose of using an OTA is to give them the leftovers, not the main course, which is why your hotel needs revenue management marketing. With revenue management marketing, you'll be able to beat the OTAs to the punch by providing your hotel's rates right at your customer's door on all their favorite platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Google, Instagram, and TikTok. It works so well, the OTAs are starting to use the strategy. You'll see it time and time again all over social media. There is only one problem. They can't do it better than us. See if revenue management is something that can benefit your hotel. Click the link below and book your discovery appointment. Hey, what's going on? You know who it is. It is Bruce Jordan, the Michael Jordan Hotels. And today we have a living legend, uh, best-selling oh author, Sarah Dandeshi from As a Concierge. What's going on? What? It's so good to be here. Listen, we I, finally get to be in person. I'm telling you. In like, Orlando. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I'm all zoomed out, by the way. I'm like all zoomed out. I'm like... <laughs> Love it. And so we have the best-selling book, okay? I, I've been trying to get my copy of this thing forever. Yeah, but yeah. I like what you did. You just like, I'm gonna play cool. I'm gonna wait until a signed copy comes to me. That was your MO. Yes, and right? just so you know, it is really signed. This is uh, this is gonna be like NFT material right here. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. So, you know, especially when we talk about like hospitality from within. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, they're still trying to find their role. Yeah. When it comes to hospitality. I just want to leave this book oh, up here, here so everybody can, can see it. And you can go ahead and find that there on Amazon go. or hospitalityfromwithin.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to make you laugh. Yes, yes, um, yes. Now, I always ask everybody, yeah. how did you get started in this well, I think a lot of people, similar to a lot of people, kind of fell into it. Uh, one of, you know, I was going to school in Washington, D.C. at Georgetown, and I was working at a restaurant. My cousin was a hotelier. He went to Lausanne Hotel School, and he was working at the Four Seasons wow. in Washington, D.C. And he was like, well, why work at this restaurant and get paid XYZ number and, like, amount an hour, where you can work here at the Four Seasons and get paid more and get benefits? And I was 19 years old, and I was like, I'm going to be rich. Sign me up. <laughs> And so that's how I fell into it. And I have to say, you know, looking back, it was such a wonderful introduction to hospitality because, you know, at, at that time, you know, and, and still to this day, but Four Seasons had this wonderful onboarding program. Mm. And I was a complete clean slate. So I could go in at 19 years old. They taught me, you know, a lot of the ways that they deliver service. And so I was able to take that with me from a very early age into all the properties that I worked with. And then, of course, obviously it's tweaked and it's been, um, you know, things were a little bit different in the different properties and how you do things, yeah. but the core was still the same. 
Beautiful. And so, and so, yeah, so I started at the Four Seasons. I worked at the hostess stand while I was going to school. And then when I moved to LA, I was, I had more of an F and B background. So I'm like, maybe I'll be a bartender, cocktail server, something like that. And then I interviewed at the L'Hermitage, which mm. is a five star, five diamond hotel. And the general manager was like, I think you'd make a good concierge. And I'm like, I'm 22. I just moved to LA. Like, I don't even know how I made it here to the interview. <laughs> like, this was like MapQuest days where you're printing out stuff on paper to oh, get yeah. to the like, Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, what? So, um, but he was like, no, I think you'd be really good. And I was like, I'm good with maps. <laughs> it was like my, I carried a watermelon line. Like, I'm good with maps <laughs> like that. Yeah, okay. Uh, he was like, I have a feeling you'll be fine. And so, yeah, I mean, it was really a lot of it was um, learning on the fly, but really at the end of the day, what it comes down to and I always say this when it comes to hospitality is like, you're never going to know everything. Yes. And every day is yes. different. You can be in the industry for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. And somebody will ask you something. You're like, well, that's a first. <laughs> but what is it? What what is the? It's the attitude that you have. And it's like, you know, I don't know, mm. but let me find out for you. And that was my phrase that got me through the first five years of my concierge career. I was like, you know, I'm not sure, but I'd be happy to find out for you. And that buys you time. People, you know, the guest feels good because they're, you're not like judging their request, yes. whatever it is. Yes. And they're like, cool, this person's on my team. They want to find out my crazy request. My, <laughs> it's like, I want all yellow M&Ms without peanuts. Sure, <laughs> not sure how we could do that, but I'll find out for you. I will, I'll make that happen. And in, in the back, like, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it takes all kinds. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, you know, a lot of people, they're really struggling to find their purpose yeah. in the hospitality industry. Like, what are some of the things that work for you? Um, you know, I think a lot of it, that's a really good question. A lot of it comes down to, like, why do you enjoy, why are you enjoying doing what you're doing? And I think a lot of people that really excel in the hospitality industry or gravitate towards it or go away and then come back to it mm -hmm. is because they love being able to help, it sounds cheesy, but this is my, they love being able to help create these magical moments, these magical memories for people. Because if you think about it, like what do we get to do? Like we get to like help make a difference and it might be such a small thing, yeah. but we can, it, it's a small thing that can make such a big difference. Or what I love is like, maybe you help orchestrate something that turns into this memory for someone. Mm -hmm. And they talk about it at like dinner parties like for the next 10, 12 years, 15 years, whatever it is. And like, how cool is that? That like you helped create this memory and they might not even remember your name. Yeah. And that's not even the point. Like it's like, I don't, I don't need the, to know that somebody, oh, when Sarah did this, no. But it's like, remember that time the concierge like got this private magician to like do a show in our room? Like who even knew that that was possible? I didn't know it was possible, but like we made it happen. And so like to help create those moments, mm -hmm. I think that that's, that's really special, but then it's also understanding your role in the industry. And so I always say, it's like, you take, when you take full ownership of your interaction with somebody, it's like, that's your representation of you. Absolutely. Okay? So that's like you and your personal brand, like you're creating those moments. But then if you have an amazing guest interaction, you're then training the guests to be like, oh, I can actually ask whether it's the concierge or the front desk, or this is something that I can do. Like this, you're training them to know what 
good service is. Mm -hmm. So then it gives a better sense as far as what the hospitality industry is as a whole. And then, especially if you have a specific job that you do, then you're also representing the profession. So I think it's really taking ownership that like you can really be this sort of brand ambassador, not only for yourself, mm -hmm. which definitely gives you purpose, um, but then you're this brand ambassador to the industry and, and maybe your profession within the industry as well too. So again, that sort of helps drive that purpose, like giving people these amazing experiences. Um, it's just rewarding. I feel sorry for the hotel that has to come in after behind you. <laughs> like we just stayed over there and she was there. You guys are nothing yeah, like, yeah. you know, we're going back. <laughs> but it's true because like you think about it and that's the whole thing is like why I loved like, you know, writing this and putting this together is what I found. And I, I had the opportunity to work at some amazing hotels. Like they are fantastic hotels. Um, five star, five diamond, phenomenal. Why did those people, and, th and they had a high return guest rate. Okay. Nice. Which is obviously a big thing that a lot of people Keep in mind, obviously, depending on the property, why did every single one of those guests return? Not because of the marble floor. That's right. Not because of the thread count. I mean, that's nice. That's the basic expectation. They came because of the people. And when they would come back and so-and-so would be gone or not there anymore, they were, they were actually disappointed. They were like, oh, this was my home away from home. I was looking forward to seeing George. I was looking forward to seeing Mary. Like, it, whatever that is it's like oh and they would be happy that maybe they moved on but there was a bit of a disappointment because they like to see those familiar faces those familiar interactions that's what brings people back and that that is what makes one hotel stand out from another hotel in the same comp set it's the people that is correct so, that is correct you know a lot of people when it especially comes to like the, the career side yeah. of hospitality they really don't know if it really fits them as well. For me, I had um, every time I tried to do something outside of hospitality, yeah. I would fail miserably. Yeah. Like I tried to do fitness for a little bit. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to open my own gym. And as you can see, I failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> you were just in the back crunching numbers. Let's just say, okay. There you go. Those are the crunches you were doing. <laughs> like, we don't need protein shakes. I can just get a regular shake, you know. Extra uh, uh, butter pecan, oh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but like, what are some of the instances that happened to you when you tried to go outside of hospitality and, and it just didn't work out? The, the yeah, because I did. To. Honestly, that's a really good question. I mean, it's it it's knowing it like if it's like the right fit for. It's really kind of being mindful of like what is your skill set. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and I know my like I know like like people are my thing. Like I can I can maneuver and do that. Like, can I sell? Sure, but I have like such a like as a concierge, you know, yeah. you do sell things, like you sell tickets, like you can give, sell like dining experiences, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But it's a very different thing than being like, oh, I'm gonna go sell like uh, technology software. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, like that's, that's like that's a whole different, different ball game. Yeah. So it's really knowing your skill set and then playing into that. And so you have to be honest with yourself. But the cool thing is about hospitality is that there's not just one role. Yes. And so, and then some people find it like, you know what? I, my strength isn't actually in, uh, you know, guest services. I'm actually mm -hmm. better in the back. Like I'm better with numbers. Like I want to be more in finance or, you know, I don't want to say interact with the guests too much, but like I can do the organization of like housekeeping, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. So the cool thing is, is that there are so many different ways that you can be in the hospitality industry. Maybe it's even in events, you know, or maybe you are good at selling and like you're doing sales and marketing, like whatever that is. It. So there there's so many different ways that you can be involved in hospitality. And I say, especially for anybody that's first, like coming into the industry, 
try different roles in different positions. Because it's like there's, you can always move back. Maybe not that property, but you can move back to another part. But like you'll learn something from all of these, these different roles and they all interact with each other. Right. So Correct. Yeah. Now, yeah. everyone has their primary legendary service oh, that they Lord. love when oh. it comes to their skill set. Like what is your backup skills set besides concierge? Like what was, I know concierge is probably number one. What was number two? In hospitality? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, oh, like, would it be like a role? In yeah, like job? a role. Oh, I remember you said bartender. That would have been a great role. I always wanted yeah. to be a bartender. Yeah, I could do, it's funny because I'm not a big drinker. So people would always be like, you make decent cocktails for not being a drinker. <laughs> uh, but then I would also say, like, when I have drunk people come up to my desk, I was like, I'm not a bartender anymore. I don't do drunk people. So back over there, come back tomorrow when you are sober. And then we can talk about Disneyland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, it's tr truth. Okay. After that 10 o'clock hour, like nothing good happens after 10 PM is all I'm going to say. So uh, coming from somebody who worked a lot of evening shifts, but, um, yeah, I, you know, as you say that probably it's say bartending yeah. because there is that sort of like interaction and that, that, uh, that guest experience with all of that. So, um, cause after, after the third drink, all your jokes are funny. Like, <laughs> All my, all my jokes are funny before that. Thank you very much. But, but sure, we'll take that. They're even funnier then. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, wow. Somebody's had caffeine today. Anyway. So tell us a little bit about the book. Okay, cool. Hospitality from Within. Um, it's, uh, you, you know, as I ended up leaving, working from behind the desk, because I was a, a slow transition, because I couldn't let go. Um, I was like, look, I have a lot of years of experience behind me. I know mm. I look like I'm 21. Yes, you do. <laughs> kidding. Yes, totally you kidding. do. No, but <laughs> <laughs> correct answer. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, look, I worked in the luxury hospitality space for 18 years, mm -hmm. 15 of those years as a concierge. That's really high touch and high interactions with guests. I won Best Young Concierge in the world in 2015. So it's like I have all of this behind me and I was like, I have information, like yeah. I'm sitting on this goldmine of information. How can I kind of pull it together and make it interesting and maybe be able to share some of the lessons I learned along the way to whether it's somebody's new to the industry and it can help inspire them or give them some insights mm -hmm. um, as far as how they can really genuinely connect or Maybe it's people in the industry that are like burnt out because I get it. Like I was not excited to talk about going to the Hollywood sign after the 2000th time somebody asked me about going to the Hollywood sign. But like <laughs> that's part of your job, like whatever it is, you know, um, or explaining that this is why your room key got deactivated. What? Yes, we do have to do a credit card hold. You know, the, how do you stay inspired when you are saying these things over and over again, yeah. you know, but like you have to put yourself in their shoes and maybe that's that little bit of that empathy of understanding like maybe this person like saved up for a year yes. to come here on this trip it yes. doesn't matter what type of hotel you're at you may be at a fancy hotel and like money ain't a thing but it's like you could also be at a fancy hotel and this was like their big trip and it doesn't matter we're not here to judge necessarily how or why they got here but it's like they're here now and if you think back on when you go on vacation or you go somewhere mm -hmm. and you walk up to the desk and somebody gives you some attitude, how disappointing is that? Yes, yeah, I was like, I don't want to be part of that disappointing experience. So it's like, okay, bite your tongue a bit. Try and put yourself in their shoes. Get a little bit excited about the thing that you talked about 
so many times and and hopefully that kind of inspires you so a lot of that is like also sharing some of those stories and it's not just from my perspective because as we all know the hospitality industry you're a well-oiled machine mm. you know and it and it's we are it doesn't take one person it takes all of us working together that's right so that's, that's right. why i have quotes in here from different hospitality execs i have stories from uh, concierge from around the world which also kind of hammers home that Hospitality really is universal. It doesn't matter the language you speak, where you are in the world. There are some core pillars and parts to um, to hospitality that really, um, you, can't, you can't replace that. So it is pretty universal. Absolutely, absolutely. What, what has really changed for you? Like, cause you know, technology has changed. Yeah. So it's like your concierge is literally in your phone. Like, yeah. you, you do just get anything you want. Like what are some of the things that changed for you over the years as te technology has Facts. No, I'm kidding. There were, no fa there were no faxes. Although I will say this, towards the end, when I would have like some younger colleagues come up to me, they're like, can you show me how to use a fax machine? I'm like, yo, I'm not that old. Like, what's the inkjet printer? Then I was like, what? Yeah. Um, no. So, um, I mean, obviously, when I, when I was working, everything was pretty much online. But I would talk to people that were, you know, maybe a generation above me, and they're like, I remember when we literally had a Rolodex, and I'm like, okay. Simmer yeah. down. That's definitely before my time. Everything's online. But, um, you know, as far as like, you know, texting, I think really was, is the big thing. Mm -hmm. Texting. And then, and then it's also a little bit, it's how you communicate with guests. And that kind of goes with, with that is like before, I think everybody wanted things so formal mm -hmm. and a little bit of a distance and a separation. Then um, with texting and that sort of that, you're the best friend in their pocket, <laughs> sort of, so to speak, you could become a little bit more casual. Um, it's like so, they know you already. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think really the, the biggest thing was texting. Like in the in the past like 10 years, it's like how much can you text because that, now you're having a direct co correspondence. That's right. With somebody. So, that's, right. that's not email. Even though that's direct correspondence, text is more casual than email. So, um so yeah, so that I think that that was probably like the biggest thing that, you know, people that made the, the difference as far as like how we are interacting and engaging with guests. Fantastic, fantastic. Tell everybody where they can get this oh. amazing book. I got my signed copy. Uh, yes. Oh, you know it's going down now. Yeah, he's excited <laughs> about that. Um, well, if you do want a signed copy, I'm still doing a couple more. That's directly on the website, Hospitality From Within. It comes to me. There might be, you know, your girl travels a lot, so yeah. give me a couple days to get that out in the mail because I might not be in the country when that <laughs> order comes in. But, uh, but hospitalityfromwithin.com is where you can get a signed copy, or if you just want a copy right away, Amazon, it's right there as well too. So we also got number one bestseller in a couple categories, service industry, as well as hospitality, travel, and tourism. So Whoa. you heard it here first Whoa. or second. But, you know. Listen, how can everybody get in contact with you? Give them, give them, give them the layouts. Oh, give them the goods. Yeah. All right, guys, the goods. You can find me pretty much everywhere on social media at Ask a Concierge. Uh, that will be on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Or if you want to connect with me on a more professional platform, LinkedIn at Sarah Dandeshi. So pretty simple right there. Fantastic, fantastic. Listen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Are you kidding me? Listen, Thanks for, this, we're this in was Orlando, yeah. we're at high tech. Yeah. This is weird. This is like happening right here in the, in the heartbeat of the industry. So for thank sure, you. for sure. The biggest conference there is right now. That is. Okay. But uh, listen, thank you for tuning in for another episode of True Hotel Leaders, where leaders teach leaders, and we're signing out. <laughs>